0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, December 27th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, joined by Steve Hellwagon. We are coming to you, as they say on the Stephen Colbert Show, live on tape. We are here in Scottsdale, Arizona, the day before the college football playoff semifinal slash Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, against Clemson. Steve, let's start with Justin Fields. That's a topic that a lot of people want to know about. On Tuesday of this week, he told the media he was about 80-85% as far as his left knee. With the MCL strain, and we asked him about it yesterday, and it was just mums the word. You know, he was obviously told by Ohio State's coaches, do not talk about this. Um, and he said, I'm not, he just says, I'm not talking about my knee today. What do you make of that, and um, just how healthy do you expect Fields to be tomorrow? Because I feel like he needs to be able to run the ball for Ohio State to win this game.
1: Yeah, him at 80 or 85 percent has got to be uh, a little bit disconcerting for Ryan Day in terms of calling an offense, because what they had to play the Wisconsin game left-handed, you had no quarterback run available on the zone read. He was not going to keep the ball. So when the defense can clue into that and key into that and can tee off on uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, those first and tens become second and nine pretty quickly. And that's what we saw in the Wisconsin game. Until the Buckeyes were able to soften them up a little bit, uh, with their physicality and also by finally engaging the passing game, the bomb to a and different things like that. Uh, finally getting KJ Hill involved a little bit in different things. Uh, so to me, Uh, this offense runs best uh, when the threat of Fields being a runner is there. And if that is not part of the game plan for this game, then you're already uh, going up against the best team you've played all year and not at 100% capability. That's not a good sign to me. But uh, he made the best of it against Wisconsin. Uh, and uh, i'm going to take him at his word that he's going to be as effective obviously as he can be given the situation
0: yeah let's just hope he is he's not 100% but let's just hope he's as close to 100% as possible and i think even if he is 80 85% we all know how tough Justin Fields is he will gut it out and even if uh, it's painful he's going to he's going to run that football regardless but if he can be his close to his usual self um, that would be great for the Buckeyes because then Clemson won't be able to collapse on Dobbins. They'll have to, you know, account for the QB run. So, and Fields, not just called quarterback runs. Obviously, it's the, you know, the, he's so good at getting out of trouble and scrambling and making plays on the run, like he did after the you know, first play. He came back in against Michigan. That's just one of many examples this year. He's so much fun to watch. All right, moving on. You know, Clemson. There's no doubt, Steve. They're are outstanding they are loaded with talent they are they have future NFL studs on that team they are well coached they've recruited well but I'm a big believer in the mental side of sports and they have not been tested at all unless you consider North Carolina being tested so okay you got tested by a bad team now Ohio State hasn't played anybody the level of Clemson but Clemson hasn't played anybody even close to Ohio State's level just you know maybe I'm making too much out of that I've been talking about this a lot over the last couple weeks I just feel like Clemson has not been punched in the mouth at all this year, and they're definitely going to get punched in the mouth tomorrow. It doesn't mean Ohio state's going to win, but we'll see how Clemson reacts to that. Just what are your thoughts about Clemson being kind of untested this year?
1: I think they're completely untested. I think they played Texas A&M. Maybe the most talented team that they played an SEC team that obviously had to run the the gauntlet in the SEC and lost uh, to five top 15 teams in that uh, uh, SEC uh, you know battles that they had. So, Uh, they were a quality team per se Uh, some personnel uh, that probably gave Clemson a a few fits and that was a 24 to 10 win uh, for Clemson and then you think about uh, the North Carolina game was 21 to 20 Uh, they played at North Carolina it was 93 degrees on the field that day at North Carolina so it was kind of adverse conditions and you, you wonder about Clemson's resolve a little bit in those conditions but They came through that one. I watched the highlights of the Virginia ACC championship game. It was almost like they were playing against air. There was no resistance from Virginia at all, 62 points. And uh, that's just thoroughly ridiculous. And, you know, I don't know what to say. I think uh, the litmus test is we're going to find out what matters more uh, being tested this season, which Ohio State played five legitimate top 25 opponents. Or the idea that you've been in this situation, though it was a complete one year ago for Clemson to be in the playoff and uh, to obviously uh, win the two playoff games that they did last year, beat Alabama, and they stomped Notre Dame, as I recall, I think, in the first one. So to me, I want to see which factor means the most. Battle tested this season. Or the idea in the back of your head, oh yeah, we've been here before, we know what to do in this situation with a championship on the line. So uh, it's it's foreign territory for Ohio State. The last two bowl games, uh, the Cotton Bowl against USC, the Rose Bowl against Washington, were just exhibition games. They were going to play the game, and when the game was over, they were going to turn in the helmets and the shoulder pads. The seniors were done. Uh, some of the underclassmen were going to the NFL. The rest of them were going back to Mickey Marotti's garage for re- refueling and retuning two weeks later and and uh, eight months of that and then start the next season. So uh, this is a little bit different animal. There is something tangible at stake here, and that is the chance to advance and play in the national championship. And can Ryan Day harness the, the human spirit that it takes, like Jim Tressel did against Miami? Uh, you you know, at different times, like Urban Meyer did against Alabama in uh, 2014. Can they find that resolve and that will uh, to to take down this Clemson juggernaut? Uh, I guess we're going to find out. But uh, I'm going to put my money on the team that's battle-tested this season just because I just think Ohio State's been put in some tough situations. Yeah, it looked easy at times, but Penn State, that was some adversity. Uh, Michigan uh, played them tough for most of the first half on the road. That was some adversity. And then certainly 21-7, you're down at halftime against Wisconsin. You never want to be in that predicament. But, boy, did they handle that one really well, 27 to nothing. And, uh, like I say, uh, they slammed the car door on their head in the second half, and it wasn't pretty uh, for Wisconsin. So I want to see uh, what Ohio State team shows up.
0: Yeah, you and I have seen a lot of Ohio State teams over the years, Steve. And um, again, we'll see how they look tomorrow. And this is this is probably a better conversation for after the season. We can look back on it. Um, one of the reasons I'm confident, and we'll get to our predictions here in a minute. You already gave yours away as well. Uh, sounds like we're both going to pick the Buckeyes, but we'll get more specific about that. This is the best Ohio State team that I have seen. And that includes when I was a little kid, as a diehard fan. I was a diehard fan from a very young age all the way up. Since I've been a reporter, and there's been a lot of great teams, and you know, this I say that because of the depth, the talent, and the way they play together, they are a very tight knit unit. And I love this coaching staff as well. Um, maybe you disagree with me. You've seen a lot of Ohio State football teams. Where do you place this one? Um, is it the best you've seen?
1: It is certainly in the top three or four right now, but I think to gain that designation, you got to finish it off. You know, neither 2002, when they won the national championship, or 2014, uh, when they won the national championship, will be remembered as the most dominant teams. I think about 1995, when you had an NFL player at nearly every position, uh, they lost two games. So, you know, if all things were equal, you put that team on the field against either 2 or 2014, 95 might have beaten them both, but they had two losses. So how do you want to qualify it? How do you want to de- describe it? Is it they won all their games, they won a national championship, or was it this was the talent that they had on the field and this was the hand that they were dealt? I think that this team, to dominate supposedly good opponents like Ohio State did, was very very impressive and if the right bowl games go their way i think they may have played or beaten as many as five teams with 11 wins this year and that'd be cincinnati penn state wisconsin uh maybe michigan and uh it won't be michigan won't be michigan did you say
0: 11 wins or 10 wins 11 11 florida atlantic florida atlantic they already have 11 and clemson if they beat clemson so
1: I mean, that's five wins over 11 win teams. That's about as good as it could possibly get if the bowl results go their way and if they're able to win the game. So uh, best of all time, uh, man, that's a hard thing to say because how do you equate 1968 with 220-pound linemen? I mean, uh, head-to-head they're not going to beat them, but did they dominate the competition relative to their era Uh, this is about as close as total domination can
0: be. The reason I bring it up, and people are wondering, why are you guys talking about, you know, Dave, what are you doing? Why are you you bringing up who's the best team ever in Ohio State history? The reason I bring this up is when I hear people talk about this game tomorrow, this Ohio State-Clemson game, it's almost like they're talking about, let's use the NCAA basketball tournament as an example. Like a... 9-seed beats an 8-seed in the first round, and then the 9-seed's playing the 1-seed. And people are saying things like, eh, the 1-seed's going to crush the 9-seed. Maybe the 9-seed has this puncher's chance. They're, they're treating Ohio State like they're the 9-seed in the second round of the NCAA tournament. That's not this Ohio State team. This is a great Ohio State team. Does it mean they're going to win tomorrow? Who knows? But I love their chance because, like I've, I've said, I mean, I've seen a lot of great Ohio State teams that this is the greatest. Now, they need Justin Fields, At his peak, or at least close to his peak. But that's why I brought that up. That's why I'm confident. Clemson feels like, I mean, Clemson has no respect for Ohio State. It's like they feel like they're getting 2016 Ohio State all over again. I got news for you. You're not getting 2016 Ohio State. You're getting 2019 Ohio State. And this will be a real football game. And I cannot freaking wait to watch it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And the the thing I think about again, this is a complete Ohio State team, top five in offense and defense. Clemson's right there with them. It's like on like. What I did not like about Ohio State is is perhaps one of the traits. That when these games have been, as Coach Day likes to say, talent equated, they didn't get off to a very good start. Michigan and Wisconsin both drove down and scored on the first drive of the game. And Ohio State, if they can't match that, if they go three and out in their first drive and give Clemson a chance to go up on them 10 to nothing, 14 to nothing, whatever it might be, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be an awfully hard guy to beat if you allow him to do that. So, to my way of thinking, Ohio State's got to get off. Got to get off to a much, much better start. The game will begin around eight seventeen p.m., and they better be ready to go about eight fifteen because if not, Clemson's going to take full advantage.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I mean, again, Clemson is a great team, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but Ohio State is too, and I, Ohio State knows Clemson's a great team, and they're preparing to play a great team. I think Clemson's in the back of their mind thinking. Yeah, Ohio State's good, but you know we can play our C game and beat them, and they're already looking ahead of the national championship game. That's just my opinion. All right, brass tack, Steve. Prediction, final score, who wins this game? What will the final score be?
1: I think we're in for an outstanding game. I'm excited to see it. I think uh, both teams should move the ball between the 20s, and what I want to see is when you get in the red zone, who blinks? Does somebody on offense jump off off and get an illegal motion penalty and set you back and you have to settle for a field goal? Is there a sack that knocks somebody out of field goal range? Is there a coverage breakdown that leads to a touchdown that maybe the other team didn't earn? You know, it's just little things happen in big games like this, and they could happen for either team. I mean, very easily. We've seen coverage breaks by Ohio State. And I'm sure Clemson had them as well, even though they've got one of the best secondaries in the country. So, uh, you know, to my way of thinking, it's turnovers. And Ohio State's done very good with fields not throwing interceptions. They are in the bottom five, I think, nationally in lost fumbles, though. I want to see how that goes. And Chase Young, you know, he's got to play like the number one NFL draft pick. He's got—I don't know—he's got to get three sacks, but he's got to be a constant pressure force. In Trevor Lawrence's face, make him uncomfortable, hit him a couple times within the reason of the the rule you know, of, of, of the game, not cheap shots, and get him to the ground. He's 6'6", 220 pounds. I think about Vince Young and Anthony Schlegel coming on a blitz, unabated, and bouncing off of Vince Young, and Vince Young threw a strike down the middle for 65 yards. That can't happen in this game. If you get a shot on Trevor Lawrence, you got to end him on that play right there and not let him create and make something out of it. So those are all factors I think about. I think Ohio State's got a uh, decided advantage in special teams, and I think uh, Ohio State is going to gut this one out. I'm going to say 34-31, maybe on a Blake Javiol field goal at the
0: end or toward the end. I have a very similar score. I have Ohio State winning this game 31 to 27. Again, I think we're in store for a hell of a football game tomorrow. Thank you very much to Steve Hellwag and really appreciate your time, Steve, and really appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great day and hope everyone enjoys the game tomorrow. Let's hear that Buckeye Swag, best damn band in the land.